This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Fessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today my guest is Carolyn Thompson-Twaddle. Carolyn is the author of Living in Sync with Your God-Given Design, a life-changing book that cuts through all the noise and gets to the heart of what matters most to truly make a difference in your life. This book goes beyond the typical Band-Aid approach often found in self-help books to where the deeper answers lie. It offers fresh insights and practical help for addressing the personal issues we most often struggle with today. Carolyn is the mother to four and grandmother to five, and she knows firsthand that life isn't always easy. She knows the demands of being an entrepreneur, the stress and responsibility of being a single parent, the pressures of financial hardship, and what it's like to live with chronic pain and compromised health. Yet in the midst of all of it, her deep love for Jesus and people come through. Carolyn is committed to growing in grace in her own life and offering it to others. She's been told that she's a source of quiet strength and that she provides a soft place to land. She's a deep thinker who also loves simplicity and the practical side of life. This unique combination of grace and compassion, strength and softness, along with depth and down-to-earth practicality, all come together in her writing and her work. Carolyn's mission is to help you experience more joy and peace than you have in a long time. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. We'll get to your book in a bit, but first, give me a bit of background. I know you're a mother and grandmother, but at one point, you were a young woman starting out in life. What was your vision then? How are you defining a successful life that you aspire to create? Well, um, if I go back and just look at my childhood real quickly, I was very active, full of energy and life, really involved in sports, and my family built a tennis club, and I grew up on the court, and um, I was very involved in a church youth group, and so I was, I was pretty vivacious, I guess you could say, and my vision at that time was to go to an Ivy League school, um, become a career woman. Um, I was really focused on either business or law, and then I ended up going a different direction, um, as is often the case in life, and I ended up going to Biola University my first year in Southern California, then transferred to Cal Poly, and um, graduated in child development. And it's really ironic. It Not only does it not have anything to do with business, um, but I had never necessarily had any um, kind of affinity toward children growing up kind of skipped that part of my life, too, growing up rather quickly with a special needs sister, who, by the way, is just has always been a really special gift in my life and um, I think has helped put a lot of compassion in me for others. But in any case, this is kind of where I ended up. And um, I then went on to raise four children 
and raised a few others as well or helped in raising them. And I do have a deep love for children now. But yeah, life definitely had its twists and turns. And um, so that's kind of where I ended up as far as, you know, as a young woman, like you said. Well, it sounds like your degree in child development may not have led to a career, but it certainly must have helped when raising your children. Um, I would say it did. Yeah. Now and again, I think, oh, maybe I did learn a little bit of this, you know, in in those years. But I, I learned a lot of it in the school of hard knocks, too, just where life, you know, the rubber meets the road. So mm-hmm. as do most. <laughs> you, so you ended up um, as a single parent, which I'm sure was unexpected. At what age were your children when that happened? And what did you learn from that experience? Um, well, you're exactly right. That was not expected. I, I never dreamed that I would be a single parent. It caught me at a time in my life where my oldest was in college. My I had really one child in each kind of, I guess you could say, stage of life. Uh, one in college, uh, one in high school, middle school, and elementary. Mm-hmm. And I... I guess I could say I learned to appreciate firsthand the challenges that single parents face, and I have a a new admiration for them. I just realize what a difficult place it is to be, and it's a really hard place, and, and I think a lot of us don't necessarily ever plan to be there, but um, when we find ourselves there... It involves a lot of perseverance and hanging in there with your kids through thick and thin and and doing much of that alone and um, looking for other people to kind of step in and both be an example to them and mentor them and kind of show them what a healthy family looks like. So there's kind of a, it's a humbling time where you just kind of have to ask for help too. As I look back, I wish that I had known some of the things that I know now about self-care. I was so I was spread so thin that I took a lot of shortcuts in that, and I if I had it to do over, I think I would have definitely done better to to have taken less shortcuts and taken better care of myself. So mm-hmm. I think it, it took its toll. Yeah. Well, speaking of taking its toll, you also know what it's like to live with chronic pain and compromised health. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, yes, I do. I've actually become quite an expert in that. Um, so I think I would have to say that journey started many years ago. I I believe it probably started before I even realized it. I you know, I had these four children. I lived in a foreign country. A lot was involved, um, some more so than here where we live now in terms of physicality and just um, the schedule and and the carrying groceries and that type thing. And, and um, I had so my youngest child, just to kind of step back a minute, he was extremely active. Um, He didn't sleep more than 15 minutes day or night at a time. It was almost like this this was surreal. I thought, oh, this isn't really happening, is it? Mm. But that's the way it was. And so I was sleep deprived um, 
incredibly sleep deprived and I still needed to take care of my family and and a whole lot more. And so I just attributed any exhaustion um, or fatigue to that. But then I began to realize as the years went on and, and I had a couple surgeries, for example, and I didn't heal properly from those, I began to realize I my body just didn't respond like a healthy body. You know, I I um, was affected by things, um, particularly anything to do with fragrances. Um, I mean, I can't even wear clothes that have writing on them sometimes because I, I react to them. Um, I'm just highly sensitive. And basically, I struggle with a, a compromised immune system, um, have systemic inflammation, and it's it can get quite complicated. It, sometimes it's easy to just say, I have MS or I have fibromyalgia and kind of put, put yourself in a box. But that's not my case. I you know, struggled with an array of bugs and viruses many will never necessarily even deal with, um, respiratory issues, organ issues. I have specifically been uh, one that has struggled with my mouth, um, both my teeth and my bones in my jaw, and it affects even my ability to be able to speak. And um, so it's, yeah, it's been a journey. Um, but I would have to say, as with anyone who struggles with autoimmune diseases, you begin to realize that you maybe have a reduced bandwidth um, compared to other people. And those decisions that we make to take care of ourselves. So if we cut corners in self-care, we may end up paying a, a steeper price than, say, someone else. And so when we're in this type of condition, we can become profoundly sensitive, I guess I could say, both in a positive and negative way to those things that are that are good for us. And um, I have to say, I am definitely a fighter. I, um, you know, I've tried not to let any of my physical str- struggles um, define me or get me down or, or keep me from moving um, forward in life. But they still, in spite of all that, um, it's definitely still a big part of my life. Um, it's just part of my reality. So coming to terms with that reality. At what point did you say, you know what, I need to redefine what success looks like for my life? Because there are all of these unexpected things that I couldn't have anticipated, and I need to maybe rethink. Mm. That's, a, that's a really good question. I would say a couple things kind of contributed to that. So one would be my physical condition. I realized I have to give myself a little more grace. Um, sometimes when I think I should be able to do as much as everyone else, if I just can't, I, I just need to accept that and um, and then move on and be be grateful for what I can do. Another area where I guess I had to kind of redefine success was in terms of how I was going to provide for my family. You know, at first I thought, oh, I'll just get a corporate job or, well, before that even, I actually honestly 
had to get retrained with everything. I um, didn't even know how to turn on a computer or send an email. And living here in the Northwest, people would say to me, oh, well, shoot me an email. They wouldn't say, give me a call. And I thought, I don't even know how to turn the computer on. <laughs> what do you mean, send you a com- an email? So um, I, I had a lot. I had a learning curve there. And, and that required energy, too. So it was a, an exhausting but very, I guess, gratifying journey in a way because of all the things I learned. I mean, I even ended up publishing a digital magazine. I tried wearing several hats as I attempted to provide for myself financially as a single parent. But I kept coming back to, well, let me step back here for a second. Um, In the process to try to make my life a little easier and accomplish all the things I wanted to do, I started becoming an avid student of personal productivity gurus. And I just, I couldn't get enough of that. And I thought, oh, I I think what I want to do is coach people in terms of productivity and getting things done and getting organized. And in fact, I, I really spent a lot of time and energy focused on that. And and the more I did that, the more I became aware of um, something that's kind of become front and center for me, and that is the area of chronic stress. And so that's kind of where where I've kind of been focusing more and more. I, I feel like I have this keen understanding of what that is doing to many of us, um, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs, and um, the the role it's having in our lives, and, and then what we can do about it. And not to say I don't love productivity hacks and things like that. I mean, I still love that. And I think there's a time and place for that. But if we're exhausted and we're we're drained, depleted, and running on empty, and we're trying to incorporate all these new tricks, tools, and strategies in our, you know, put those in our toolbox and think that's going to improve our life, then, you know, as was my case, I realized, no, there, there's a lot more to it than that. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've got to take a short break. But when we come back, living in sync with your God-given design. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and my guest today is Carolyn Thompson-Twaddle. Carolyn, your book is called Living in Sync with Your God-Given Design. What do you mean by that? Well, I actually mean that um, we're each designed or made in a specific way. Um, We each share certain things that innately are a part of us. And um, so, for example, 
some of these things that I share in my book, for example, um, are ways that I see that we're designed and when we either ignore them, sometimes because we're just unaware of them, or we just override them thinking they really aren't that important, um, then life is really not not as easy. In fact, it can become very difficult. And so I think the more in sync we are with that design, the better life is. So, for example, just to kind of maybe give an idea as to what I'm talking about, some of the things that we tend to deal with today um, that I see are kind of commonplace are due to the fact that, that we are ignoring our design or we're we're not living in sync with it. For example, we become sedentary and we're undernourished and dehydrated or we tend to be more sleep-deprived and exhausted rather than um, vibrant, rested, and and um, operating on a full tank. We can be heading toward burnout. We can be isolated, more isolated than... Um, than we're we're designed to be, and and then it can be even in terms of um, kind of living on autopilot, where we're not really using our senses and enjoying life or tasting life. Um, it's so easy to just kind of do things in a rote, a rote way uh, without even realizing. And then then there are deeper things, like for example, I realized that that we were designed to process pain and, and grief when they when they happen, or at least at some point. Um, otherwise, we can just carry those things forward in life in a, in a very unhealthy way. And so, as you can see, perhaps my book deals with kind of a gamut of uh, topics that deal with this design, some as light as laughter, that, you know, when we laugh, we are living in sync with that design, and it's healthy for us. And when we're connected with other people, same thing. So, yeah, there, there's just quite an, an array of things that are aspects of our design that I think often get unlooked um, because we're just kind of, we don't connect them to that. What inspired you to write the book, and for whom did you write it? Well, I was inspired to write this book um, because I'd written, I'd, I had read an awful lot of, a lot of self-help books. Um, in fact, I was just consuming them at kind of a ferocious rate. I just, I love information, and I just kept consuming these type of books, and I found things were helpful in them, and yet I didn't find any that were specifically targeting this this part of our life, and that's our design. And, and so I became more and more fascinated with it, and, and I felt like it was kind of a component that was being missed. And so in addition to the personal productivity and, and personal development things I was reading, I just felt like this was an area that was hadn't really been tapped into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sorry, what was the other part of your question? For whom did you write the book? Mm -hmm. Who's Um, who's the ideal reader of your book? Right. Well, it's interesting because it is, um, would be considered like a spiritual book um, with that God-given design part of it. And 
I really wrote it for the people that wanted maybe a little bit more in terms of the spiritual, whether they knew it or not. Um, I feel like there's so many questions because we're, we're kind of spiritual beings. We have questions in terms of spirituality, but sometimes we don't know where to look for the answers to those. And, and there's so much kind of polarization and name calling and disrespect and just kind of rampant in our environment today. And I kind of wanted to provide an alternative. I wanted to kind of provide a safe place where I address some of the deeper questions. Um, I am a woman of faith, but I haven't always been. And um, so I know that there are lots of questions out there. And, and I sometimes I think I don't know where people might even look for some of those answers. So I was hoping to provide some of those answers and to do it in, in a safe way where some of these questions of our design the kind of the foundational part of it could be addressed while also um, doing it in just a really, hopefully, very respectful way. So, it, you know, it's for those who I would, I felt like it was for everyone in society who's struggling with some of the things we struggle with today as far as our fast pace of life and inability to slow down and our tendency to overcommit and then have too much on our plate and live in a little bit of disarray or overwhelm mm-hmm. and not being able to be present and enjoy the moment. So lots of very, very practical things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet with that kind of spiritual undertone. Yes. So you, as you mentioned, you are a woman of Christian faith and your book is pretty heavily laden with references to scripture to support your points. Are you concerned that you might turn off some people by its overtly religious tone? Well, um, I would say yes and no. Um, As I wrote the book, believe it or not, I really was at the very heart of it, had the person in mind that would find this material maybe new or, how would I put it, Um, they'd be kind of unfamiliar with it. In a way, it was a little risky, I guess, kind of venturing into areas where sometimes people um, are maybe not of not feeling comfortable to even tread in those waters. But I felt like it was an area that was important to just kind of venture out into and address in a way that hopefully was done in, with graciousness and a non-judgmental way, and where some questions could be answered. I understand that, of course, some people might, like you say, find it maybe either offensive or maybe a little too over the top, but I guess I was willing to take that risk and with the hope that they would realize that there's a lot of helpful material in there. And um, and then, you know, for those that find that the first three chapters in particular I guess that's where my biggest concern was. They're foundational chapters, but they can be kind of heavy. I tried to make them light, but um, as is as the entire book, I tried to make the the whole book on rather light and easy to read. Even though at times I I touched on topics that could be kind of 
um, complex. So are the specific topics in the book based on your personal experience, research, or both? Um, I would say both. I, they, as far as the personal part, I, it's particularly with the, the chronic health conditions, I'm keenly aware of those things that really help us to thrive and those which are more detrimental. Um, give you an example, for example. Um, when we think of um, our life, like if we have a home office, for example, which many of us entrepreneurs do, and with that comes both blessing and cursing um, because it's like we have the, the freedom now to to kind of work when we want. And sometimes it's easier to work in the wee hours than it is in the middle of the day. Or all um, the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet, you know, one of those areas that um, we're often unaware of is that we're, you know, speaking of bandwidth, for all of us, we have less bandwidth at that time. We're operating on a less than full tank of gas. We're not, you know, functioning on all cylinders. Kind of sound like I'm talking about a car, but mm-hmm. um, sometimes I kind of think that way. And I thought, you know, we really, it's not our best self that's in that time frame trying to get something done, trying to get caught up or whatever. And then add to that that we're, we're not only um, operating on that um, system, but we're also giving up something really precious, and that's some of the most restorative hours of sleep in the night. And for years, I thought all hours were created equal, you know, as far as you just kind of get the number of hours you need that you're good to go. But I've realized that that's not the case. Certain hours are much more restorative. And as sensitive as I am to all these things, I could tell. I, I I realize, you know, I do not feel near as rested and refreshed if I don't sleep during these certain hours. And then I began to do research, um, which is what I did a lot of research in my book because I wanted to be sure and, and back it up with all kinds of research, not just my own or not just the Bible. And I began to realize that, indeed, that was the case. So it's just it's super important um, to realize that some of the habits that we easily fall into are actually self-sabotaging. And as soon as we can realize, oh, wow, I mean, that, can, that one little change in a schedule can make the world a difference. Mm-hmm. You alluded to this earlier, but what is the thing you see most people struggling with today? I would say, kind of to reiterate this, but chronic stress. It's it's interesting. You know, sometimes when we even say the word stress, we can begin to feel anxious. And with stress, there's that's just a normal part of life. And and it's normal stress is what we would call the fight or flight syndrome, where we. You know, the things that happen are um, our breathing becomes more, let me see if I can explain this real quick. So our there's kind of a chemical reaction that takes place, a stress response, and our heart rate and our breathing increase, our muscles tense up, our blood pressure goes up, and our, our liver begins 
putting producing more glucose, you know, sugar to kind of give us the energy for that moment. So these are all kind of physiological things that take place uh, when we're confronted with possible danger or we need to be on our A game for a, a deadline that's pending and we've got to really push above and beyond our limit. So all of that's good and fine, but the problem is that that kind of stress has moved out of our lives and what has moved in and actually taken up residence made itself feel at home in our lives is chronic stress and overwhelm. And that's basically the stress I just mentioned, but not turned off. It just, you know, it stays and it doesn't, it doesn't leave. And, um, and what it's doing, it's sacrificing our health, putting um, undue strain on our relationships. It's even impairing our ability to think clearly and get things done. So again, that kind of goes back to that personal productivity piece that we talked about earlier. And so that's an element that is very real. And yet if we don't address it, then everything else we try to do is, isn't really going to work that well. And, and so it really it's, it's wrecking havoc in our lives in so many ways besides taking away that joy of the simple things in life. And we're just, we're missing out and cause life is meant to be full and, and we're just trying to survive many of us. And um, so I just, I, you know, I feel like I both in a personal, from a personal standpoint and then from a professional standpoint, I've become very um, keen, have this keen understanding in terms of the place chronic stress plays in our life and and the things we can do to to move away from that and and live more fully. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. People are chronically stressed because they're working really hard and doing all kinds of things to try to make themselves happy or create Mm -hmm. a a happy life for themselves when in fact they're kind of sabotaging it as you say right right and unknowingly you know much of the time unknowingly yeah so you work with clients on these topics who's an ideal candidate for the work that you do well an ideal client would be a highly driven motivated entrepreneur who, although successful, they've realized that they've, you know, sacrificed an awful lot to get to where they are. And they, deep down inside, know that the current pace that they're living is neither healthy nor sustainable. Um, And they know something needs to change um, before they either stop heading toward burnout or or are burned out. A lot of them don't even quite realize, you know, I think of burnout as kind of an antiquated word we used to use years ago. And we think, oh, it doesn't really happen, but it really does. There's so many of us um, heading toward that. So these would, you know, the ideal client would want to simplify and streamline their life. And they might not be quite sure how, how they can do that. But that's kind of um, that deep desire within them. But there's got to be more than this um, stress, this kind of relentless stress and overwhelm mm-hmm. and, and just trying to survive. 
We're almost out of time. So I have to ask you, what is one book or resource that changed your life besides your own that would that you would recommend to people? Well, um, kind of to be true with kind of what I said before, my, if I'm to be really honest, my all-time favorite and most life-changing book is the Bible. Um, that's been the case for me. Um, but I'm also, I'm just an avid reader. I'm always reading whatever is the latest. And um, the most recent one that I just can highly recommend and that I think is going to have a great impact on both my life and my business is called The Coaching Habit, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever by Michael Bungay um, Stanier. I would say that's a, that's a, really, a really great book I'd, I'd love to kind of put out there as well. Excellent. So if people want to learn more about you and your work, how can they do that? Well, they can reach out to me at um, Living in Sync. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of my book here. Living in Sync with Your God-Given Design is my book on Amazon. Um, My website is intentionalbydesign.com. And if you're curious how stressed you really are, I would encourage you to sign up to take my quiz. I've... I've developed a quiz that is easy to take and may even turn a few light bulbs on and um, help you realize how stressed you are and and if you're okay continuing down that path or if maybe it's time to look into other options. What is one piece of advice, one call to action besides reading your book or taking the quiz that you can give to people who feel like Maybe they are out of sync. Maybe they're living with compromised health or chronic illness or, or just feeling overwhelmed and, and as if like, maybe I am in chronic stress. What one step could they take right now to get to start, take that one baby step to get back in sync with their God-given design? I would say the first place to start would be in the area of rest and recovery. And if if they happen to be one that kind of burns them in midnight oil, as many of us do, I would encourage them to try to start getting to bed earlier, practice good um, sleep hygiene. I talk about that in my book, but you can Google that, find out what sleep hygiene is, and um, try to get a better sleep environment and some habits and and get the rest you need. Um, That alone will begin to make a huge difference. Fabulous. Well, the book is called Living in Sync with Your God-Given Design. Sounds like you can get it at Amazon. The website is intentionalbydesign.com. Carolyn Thompson-Twaddle, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. That was the main reason I quit my corporate job. I was suffering from chronic stress and burnout. It's easy to fall into believing that that's just the way life is these days, but there are things you can and should do to take care of yourself so you don't compromise your health. Being exhausted and feeling overwhelmed is definitely not a first-class life. You always have a choice, so I recommend you choose you, your health and your happiness. Go take that quiz on Carolyn's website, intentionalbydesign.com. You may be surprised at the results. 
If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Live Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating, hopefully a good one. Follow the show and you'll be notified of new episodes. And also, please share it with your friends. If you have a great story to tell and you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page. Fill out the survey and if it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. Remember, you can find links to previous podcasts as well as the recommendations of my guests on my website, firstclasslifesolutions.com. Next week, my guest will be an encore visit from style expert Sharon Haver. You do all the work or don't even know where to start, but you're getting buried alive in a sea of samies. Sharon Haver knows that positioning is the new currency. You must step up your star power if you want to easily earn what you deserve and live the life others only dream about. Sharon has a three-decade career in style and entrepreneurship, which has led to her or her work being seen in the media nearly a thousand times. Sharon's the founder of FocusOnStyle.com, online since 1999, a personal brand success strategist, speaker, a former syndicated newspaper columnist, and 15-year veteran as a New York fashion photography stylist with a business degree in marketing. Sharon began her styling career as a leading New York fashion stylist, where her work ran the gamut from styling Vogue covers with major jewels and couture clothes to making polyester sweats look great in ads so that you would actually want to wear them. Somewhere in between, she also styled catalogs and advertisements for top department stores, big name brands, magazine editorials, as well as celebrities and supermodels. Halfway through her career, Sharon left the lure of working on fashion photo shoots (laughs) to assist other women to feel the same boost in their confidence, as she did when she dressed well. She wanted to share her pro-style tips with real women, rather than the fantasy that she was creating on the photo set. Sharon's heart is with the everyday woman like you and me. Sharon brought her behind-the-scenes insider tips and tricks to women everywhere with her Focus on Style fashion advice column on the Scripps Howard News Service that was distributed to 400 newspapers each week. The print column, in combination with her BBA degree in marketing and entrepreneurial spirit, led the way to bootstrapping FocusOnStyle.com, now in its 19th year online, way before the job title Fashion Blogger was ever coined. Sharon's the creator of Simply Amazing Headshots, where anyone can achieve pro-like photos on their own, as well as the creator of Say Chic Crash Course, where Sharon helps women think like a stylist and rule their own personal chic with her step-by-step style mentoring system inspired by her three decades in the style industry. Sharon channels her expertise to allow you to fully show up so you can confidently be positioned to get high-level clients and opportunities while being the best at being you. Her latest venture is host of the 7 Days to Amazing podcast. Recent guests include Carson Cressley, Joan Juliet Buck, Larry Winget, and Allison Levine. Sharon, starting her own Macy's TV commercial as the fashion guru, has been a spokesperson and influencer for major brands, and her Master Your Look essay is included in the lifestyle book, 65 Things to Do When You Retire, alongside notable achievers such as President Jimmy Carter and Gloria Steinem. Sharon has been featured in television, radio, print, and online media such as Real Simple Magazine, CNN.com, MarthaStewart.com, Oprah.com, Elle, The New York Times, The Los Angeles Times, Forbes.com, Racked, and more. Personally, she is thrilled to have had the opportunity to spend an evening with her style and everyone else's, Audrey Hepburn. Her new book, Style Word, Fashion Quotes for Real Style, reached number one in two bestseller categories. This book is the ultimate cheat sheet to upgrade your look with beauty tips, style snippets, and fashion quotes for solid image advice and motivation to elevate your everyday chic style, whether you need introductory stylist advice or a wardrobe refresher. 
First impressions are made in under seven seconds. In the modern visual world, how you look is how you are perceived. Whether you want to succeed in business, light up a room, feel confident, or be age appropriate, how you show up in every way speaks volumes. As an internationally recognized style expert with a combined background in the business of marketing, female entrepreneurship, and visual messaging, Sharon is a personal brand success strategist to women who want to be seen as an influencer so they can get the high-level clients and opportunities they desire. You can grab her free ebook, How to Look Great in Photos, at howtolookgreatinphotos.com. I hope you'll join us. Until then, cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com.